Hey everybody, welcome to the Defend Your Ground podcast. Tonight we have an awesome special guest. Uh, last week we announced that we would be supporting a legal action in Idaho about a trail that's been closed by a private property owner. The group that's been leading the fight on that trail closure is the North Idaho Trail Blazers. I've spent some time up around Coeur d'Alene, Idaho with this group. They're an awesome four-wheel drive club. They've done a lot of good work protecting trails, maintaining trails, and now defending to keep them open in court. Uh, I have with us Paul Lutzenheiser, who's a proud member of the North Idaho Trailblazers and someone who I've gone wheeling with up around the mountains of Coeur d'Alene. And he's been the bulldog that's been really digging in on this issue that we announced last week. And we wanted to invite him on this podcast to help all the BRC members and our listeners understand what's going on up here. Uh, so that you will help us be part of this fight and make sure that we all get a strong outcome out of what's going on here. So, Paul, uh, we have you joining us from Coeur d'Alene, I believe. Uh, why don't you give us some background on what we're dealing with up in Idaho? Uh, first, I want to say thank you to all the members that are, are listening and, and willing to help support. I am also a, uh, a proud lifetime BRC member, and I love what... Uh, the group is doing all over the the country utah and everything else that they're working so hard for so thank you to everyone that supports the brc um yeah thanks for me uh i was born in coeur d'alene and and predominantly raised here uh, my dad was in the navy so traveled around a little bit but um i recreated uh it, it doesn't matter what it is you know mountain bike dirt bike uh just hiking um ATV is full size. It, it doesn't matter. I've done it. I've done it all. I've done the majority of it here in North Idaho. Um, and I've seen changes. I've seen a lot of things go not so awesome, losing a lot of, of trails for, for different demographics, including ours, you know, the full size. Um, yeah. We uh, had a, a trail years ago uh, called uh, Roller Coaster. And... Um, it was starting to deteriorate and the North Idaho Trailblazers went to BLM and we approached them about uh, maintenance and, and improvements and they worked with us to develop a plan and uh, about 15-ish years ago and we worked with them, got it all lined out, went through the, the CX and with their help and them involved, we established a, a, a trail with obstacles and all kinds of fun stuff to do in it. Um, over the years, you know, there... And so uh, to be clear, this was this a brand new trail that you guys went and cut across BLM land, or was it a trail that was already there? I, I know I've was, been up there. I, I... It was actually an old road. It was uh, actually the yeah. West Fork Pine Creek Road. Um, and at one point... There were bridges across creeks and, and different things that the, the county used to access mines and logging projects and, and all these things. Um, when those projects kind of ended, the, the county lost a lot of interest in keeping the road passable for a typical two-wheel drive vehicle. Um, at that point, it kind of got uh, passed on. Um, the county went in and, and made a bunch of uh, Kelly humps. I believe it's something around 45 Kelly humps in the road. And they told the, the old boys of the Silver Valley there in Shoshone County 
They said, you will never be able to pass through the, through those. Um, and they said, game on. They said, game on. Let's go. Let's go see. And so the, the, they, they started wheeling it and having a great time. It was still considered a full-size road on the maps, you know, motorized the whole thing. And uh, mm-hmm. so it turned into a roller coaster. And because it has the ups and downs of, of series of Kelly Humps, monster, monster fun, you know, people just loved it. And as time goes on, those deteriorated. And it, it became, you know, managed by the BLM. Um, and that's when the Trailblazers established the agreement. Um, and they went in. The, again, the BLM was there. They brought in their own equipment mm-hmm. to do certain things they wanted. Uh, Trailblazers brought in their equipment. We have people that uh, run excavators, own excavation companies. Um, and so we took funds that we raised through, you know, fundraisers that we do at Cabin Fever. Um, and we spent our, our money and our volunteer hours to establish this trail as a, as a, a recreational opportunity for all types of, uh, vehicles, um, full size, all the way down to ATVs and UTVs and dirt bikes can play on it, you know, um, lots of good stuff. So, yeah, now I went and wheeled the road with, with you guys, uh, or we kind of looked at it to do some field work and see what was going on. And we passed a group of side-by-side riders while we were there and it was certainly being used by everybody. And you mentioned your run, the cabin fever event. Uh, why don't you tell a little bit about that? I mean, there's a good chance there's some people listening to this that might be off-road enthusiasts up around Coeur d'Alene or Spokane, Washington, or that area. They might not know about your group. Maybe this would be a way to get them excited about it. But yeah, I know uh, I came on your run, and it's one of the good ones. Thank you. Uh, we have a um, we have several neat trails um, throughout the the area. Um, roller coaster is the only one that we actually get to work on like like that extensively. But Cabin Fever highlights the, the early season snow wheeling. That's why it's Cabin Fever. You know, everyone's kind of getting stir-crazy during the winter. Uh, years and years ago, we put out this uh, invite. Four-Wheel Drive magazine, I believe it was, that uh, had, had hit up the Trailblazers. Said, what do you guys do out there? And we said, we wheel in the snow. And they came out, and it was early season. We did this little feed, and... And had a bunch of people out, and it was a star cabin fever, and that was 24 years ago this year. So every year, we uh, go out, do some wheeling, have some fun, and we go back to a location. This last few years, we've done it at the resort there in uh, Kellogg, uh, Silver Mountain Resort, and uh, we turned it into a solid event. We got lots of great prizes uh, for people to win, um, a great dinner. And we, we spend the day having fun, and then we go back, and we have a great dinner and wins some stuff, and it's just a, an excellent get-together and uh, celebrate what we do, right? Yeah, well, and like you said, you raise money to help maintain the trails, yep. um, especially this one that you guys have kind of adopted, this roller coaster trail. And it's historically been part of the Cabin Fever event. I know that it, recently you guys haven't been running it because of the closure. So as you said, I mean, you've been, people have been riding this trail since the 90s. Uh, 
you mentioned it had been built by logging interests and mining interests. And how far back did that go? I know you went and looked at some county records in the courthouse and you found some, there's some history here. So yeah, in, in, in 1909, the, the county declared it a public highway. And it was, there was people that did live back in that section of the, of the, the road. Um, and of course, several mines, logging operations. Yes, there, that's go, it was already established road before 1909. Um, and then again, they, they, they declared it a public highway and it has always been a motorized uh, access point to, to that backcountry. Um, and even today, still established road. Um, you can, you can pass through with, with, with your, your vehicle, you know, don't recommend a two wheel drive neon, but a stock, stock four wheel drive. Can Challenge accepted. Rental <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's beautiful. Lots of great scenic opportunities, several, uh, legal water crossings, um, that are there. Um, and then, and then you, you as you travel through, you, you end up at the, uh, at the roller coaster section that we built and you can continue on to some higher elevation stuff. And it's just, it's beautiful. Yeah. And I've been up in the area with you guys. Um, and it was really scenic views of the mountains around there, the trail itself. I mean, I know up in that area, the wheeling's a little different. You don't quite have the obstacles that we might have down in southern Utah or out on the Rubicon Trail, but this is one of those trails where you actually do get to test the capabilities of your rigs, and and that's why people like it so much, is it's a little bit more of a technical trail. For sure. Where there's uh, otherwise just a lot of dirt logging roads and things yep. that still give you cool exploration experiences into the backcountry, but not quite that same technical experience it, of really testing the limits of a four wheel drive vehicle. You can spend the whole day playing on this trail. It, it's that much fun. You can, you can watch people push it and you, you can, there's a, see, that was one of the things is BLM wanted to bypass. So there is a bypass through the whole trail. So a perfectly stock vehicle can drive through there while non-stock, very, very upgraded vehicles can play on these these great obstacles that we've that we've developed over the years um, it's very unique to our yeah. area for sure and so unfortunately uh we've we've got there's a situation that's evolved where right now accessing this trail is certainly being blocked by a private property owner especially from the main access point the historical access point as i understand it of how people have always historically accessed this road at this trail. And it's called the West Creek Pine Fork or West West Fork Pine Creek. I always get West Fork Pine Creek. I always get all four of those words mixed up. I, I know all four of them are. Um, and so and there's been some history there with the government and that starts to get into what I would consider to be the legal arguments that are unfolding right now. And as an organization that often participates in legal actions, I respect the need to keep an arm's length distance of what's going on there. We want to let the attorneys do their work, um, but for the public to know there is a closure here. A private property owner has put up a gate. Uh, we think that was done illegally and, and wrongly and that this road should be open to the public. And 
And that's what I want the public to know is that your groups led the fight to document the historical access to this road. Um, we've been there. I mean, I've come up and visited personally just to kind of understand the situation so that when the time came, if BRC needed to play a supporting role, I, I need to have done my due diligence before I can agree to do that. And I've done that here. And we think you guys are fighting an important fight and we want to support you. That's why we've um, committed some of our legal fund to help with this. We've asked some of our members to support this and they've been rising up and donating to this. We'll have a, a link in this show note and any of the links where we share this episode to where if you want to make a small contribution to help with this legal cause, this is a good one. Um, these are the kinds of trails that we've got to fight for every inch and not back down and make sure we're keeping them open for the user groups. Uh, it was one of the, as I understand it, one of the keystone experiences of your event. And I get concerned of things I'm trends I'm seeing nationally where the BLM is canceling special recreation use permits or preventing access to certain trails that have historically been the promotional backbone of events like this. And so aside from the private property issues and the historical road issues, which are always a lot of times those do just require some action in a court to get to the bottom of uh, these broader national trends about land agencies cracking down and becoming a lot more restrictive about special events and things like that is another broader concern that is also in play here, even though that's not part of the legal challenge. Um, we definitely want to see your group be able to thrive and continue to be a vibrant community of off-road enthusiasts that want to go explore your public lands. And so for that reason, I'm glad you brought this one to our attention. We've been tracking it for years. Um, what else do you think people need to know about this fight or this area that doesn't cross any of the legal boundaries that the lawyers would be concerned about? Um, is there anything I missed? <laughs> um, you know, I, I think that uh, a good talking point here is uh, we, we had no issues for years uh, accessing this year round, you know, um, until the fall. I mean, the, the, the person that owned the property knew it was a road. It was a road before he bought the property. Um, he passed away and the son took it over and the son has decided that he, he's just going to close the road. Um, and so that's a, that's been an issue with, with him. Um, and so we turned to the county to try to get them to, to step in. And they, and they initially, um, did, but, uh, they decided to kind of have inaction and and that's where we are we're, we're now uh pushing legally um, yeah and just using the process that's available to us to right. um it was a recommended I, I believe, yeah this, to this, recognize these steps, what this road legally is right these steps was recommend were recommended to us by uh the the the, the chair of the county commissioners at the time um so, so now we are proceeding through with those steps and um, we're at a point now where it's going to require um, funds um, to finish this up. And, you know, at, at that point, we want to uh, continue to work with the county and BLM um, and even, you know, respect the private landowner. That neighbor, the, the neighbor, the, the public road, you know, 
Um, we want to work with everyone to continue to give access. This is this is access for everyone from recre motorized recreation to huckleberry pickers and hunters um, and and people that get wood to burn in their house. This this access gives you know everybody an opportunity to access BLM managed land. Yeah, and that's and so that's a very good point. It's what it's about. That's why the road was built in the first place. It wasn't built primarily to be a recreational route, although that's what it I mean, the BLM plan does doesn't it designate this almost as a specially designated route for off-road vehicles if I remember correctly? Actually, this particular route it designates it as a public highway. Okay. On their map and in their uh, TMP. Um, then, as you go on, there are other roads like uh, Middle Fork that neighbors West Fork Pine Creek Road or, or Roller Coaster, and they designate that specifically for uh, extreme four-wheel drive use describing rock crawling you know as part of that use um yeah it's it's That's black right. and white okay in, in their tmp travel management plan right right and there's not very many of those in this area if i recall correctly looking at the travel management that's plan. that's the only one and so that's that is, so when we see something like that that just comes from BRC's perspective, we see that as what we would call a high recreation value route, uh, the kind of recreation value route that's really actually driving a lot of economic activity, a lot of diverse recreation access that benefits a broader range of the general public. And like you said, it's not just the recreation users of the off-road, it's everybody, the hunters, the the foragers, the wood collectors, and just the sightseers and the explorers. It's it's the whole, I'm assuming, camping, all of that goes on back there. Um, well, I appreciate what you've done. You're one of, I, like, I, I get to talk to a lot of different enthusiasts like yourself across the country, and you always look for the pockets of talent where you've got people that are punching above their weight. Uh, <laughs> you're one of those. You've done, you're good at the research. You... Um, dig into these plans in a way that I respect and have a really good grasp of the knowledge of how this should work. And, and the thing I like about your group is that you're going through the process and right. it's a, it's a, sometimes it's kind of a difficult process. It takes time. You, you look at it and say, it seems as plain as day, how this should be decided. Uh, but, it, this is where it does take sometimes an escalation to where we work through the judicial system and try and get our case heard. And so we're going to support you in that. We're glad you're there fighting the fight where I, I wish every group had a Paul that was running traps on the ground to keep you in the fight. And then, and we will be there to support you. So thank you. Keep up what you're doing. Uh, we'll put the link out there. You guys can share it on your social media page, which is you guys have North Idaho Trailblazers as a page, right? Yep. Um, if you live in Coeur d'Alene or Spokane or one of these areas, are there communities in Montana even that 
you guys draw from? I mean, there's a whole corridor up there where your members oh, sure. are going to come from. Um, we have some uh, members from Bay Sky Wheelers coming over to Cabin Fever this year, and they're out of Kalispell. Uh, okay. We go to their event over there for uh, Snow Bash every year. Um, so we're excited to see those members come over here and, and have fun. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, we've got you, uh, uh, wheelers from all over the area that, that come up here and, and look for opportunity. Yeah. So if you're in this area and you haven't ever joined or become part of the North Idaho trailblazers or one of their partner organizations or clubs up there, we just want you to know there is a lot of great organized off-road activity going on in Northern Idaho and you need to be part of it because that is how we grow a movement like this and all become part of something together. And I, so I was last year we, I did the ride with you and I was riding with Daryl. Um, yep. And we were right behind the guy that won the award. He actually won one of your awards and it was the <laughs> award for the most carnage. <laughs> yes. I built that. I built uh, that trophy. He was, yeah, and he, uh, anyway, so he was, it was his first time coming, I think, on an organized group ride with you guys, and, but he had a good time, and it was his first time doing some of this deep snow mountain wheeling, and you guys taught him how to do it and helped him, and so if you're someone that wants to get into this, working with the North Idaho Trailblazers is a good way to do it, so. Yeah, he, I talked to him the other day, actually, he's got some modifications he did to his Land Cruiser, and he's going to be back this year. He's excited as I'll get out to get out there okay. and have some more fun. Yeah, and we're looking to get up there again too. I don't know if it'll be me or we might send our marketing director up there, but we definitely want to keep the relationship strong with your group. And uh, what I want to end with though is you've been a longtime supporter of BRC. You mentioned that up front as yourself, an individual. North Idaho Trailblazers has been a club or organization that's been also a member of BRC for years. And we talk to a lot of clubs all over the country. Some have been members forever. Some have. Some, they, some have left. Like It kind of goes on and off. There's a lot of clubs that are kind of dying, is what we're seeing nationally, that they're just kind of going away and getting replaced with Facebook groups. And the thing I wanted to point out with you guys is this is a model of when it's working really well. When we have a local club that's a member of BRC, that has really engaged informed people doing the on the ground work to keep their trails and areas open and then they get to a point where they're in a in a situation that escalates and they need assistance uh, then we come back in and help you and that's been the case in all of our legal challenges that i've been in since we started since i started as the executive director Almost every single one of them were partnering with one of our local club members to strengthen our legal standing. And we actually gain our legal standing through that representational um, arrangement. And it, it's always different in every case. In your case, you guys are the, the, the lead defendant or plaintiff on the case. And we're totally fine with that. Uh, but that to me is the biggest value of a club or organization joining BRC is given the the overall trends and how things are going with land management there's likely going to be a time where your club needs help from us and it's it's always so refreshing to be able to go help a group that's also equally active that's worked with us to 
lay the groundwork so that we can come play whatever meaningful role we it is that we decide to play. And so in addition to supporting this legal fight, if you're a member of a club, we hope you encourage your club leadership and the organization as a whole to become a member of BRC. We'd love for you as individuals to become members of BRC. And this is where you see a really good case in point of our national organization working with a local organization that's a member to help you guys play a strong role in what we think is a really important fight. And, and I say, you know, just get her done, become a life member, and uh, enjoy all the all the, the, the support and and helping fight for the opportunity for us to continue to recreate. It's it's well worth it. Yeah, thanks. So thank you, Paul, for joining us. We'll get this out there and help us spread the word. Um, this is a case that probably is going to take a couple of months to resolve. And so it, you'll probably be hearing more about it as things evolve. And as the lawyers agree to release information, we'll be updating you. And um, this is a good one. We all need to be supporting North Idaho Trailblazers. So thanks, Paul. Maybe we'll have an updated discussion later on down the road. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.